0: Hey guys, thanks for swinging by our podcast today. We hope this message leaves you encouraged and filled with hope and that Christ in His goodness is meeting your every need. Amen. I'm really glad the Lord's not anxious this morning. Amen. Amen. We may be here anxious today, but He certainly is not. And He lives inside of us. Amen. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you the verse. I'm going to land that in just a minute because it may take you a little bit longer to find it. And then, uh, and then I'll, I'll get there. But uh, I'm going to spend the majority of the time in Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3. We're going to lament this morning. I'm kidding. We're not going to lament. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, buddy. All right. So we've been in this faith series, and the premise is well, it's 2 Corinthians five seventeen. We we walk by faith, not by sight. We we live by faith, right? Not by what we see. Not by what we feel. Feelings are good. I love when I feel. I felt the Holy Spirit this morning but I don't have to feel him to know that he's here, right? I don't, ha- I don't have to feel him to know that he is here. He's just here because his word says he is here because he's promised to be here. And so, so it doesn't matter what I feel, doesn't matter what experience. I love those things, but what matters is, is that what he says and what he says is truth. And so, so we walk by faith, not by sight. And so what is faith? That's Hebrews 11.1. One. I'm going to go through this part real quick. Hebrews 11.1 one says that now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and, and the convictions of things not seen. And, and, and again, the, the assurance, it's, it's the substance of things hoped for. And so, oh, thank you. No, I am sorry. I about ruined an expensive toy. So... <laughs> Hey, aren't aren't we glad they're here, by the way, Colin and Taylor? Like seriously? It's so good. It's really, really good. And and they just they just got accepted. Is that the right word? Approved? Yeah. Approved to uh, for an apartment in Shelbyville. Yeah. We're so thankful. And Logan, let me honor you in front of everyone. I don't I don't know many worship leaders. Like, seriously, and, and I don't know many worship leaders that would bring someone else on the team that's, that's gifted and anointed and say, I'm going to step back for a moment so that you can be up front. And then even just watching you coach and encourage people this morning, that, that's, that's a picture of what this church should be about. It's, it's about taking those who are coming up after you and elevating them to even a higher place than we are. And so I honor that in you this morning and I thank you for that, okay? I really do. <laughs> and now I won't cry. <laughs> it's the heat. <laughs> faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's, f- faith, faith is the foundation we build our life on, yeah. okay? So we build our life. We build our life upon the rock. The rock just happens to be built by faith. And so we're going to build our life on that. And again, faith isn't something we strive for. It's, and, and we've said this repeatedly over the last month. But faith isn't something that you muster up when you need it. Faith is a position that you live your life from because you're going to need it. <laughs> right? It's because it, and it's, it's like living, it's, it's like building up a fortified city. You're building the walls really high so that the enemy can't scale up those walls. Right? Because if you don't have those walls built before he attacks, he'll climb right over it. But if you build them up really high, it's, it's just, it's easier to see from that kingdom perspective. And so it's, it's not something we muster up. It's a position that we live our lives from. It's a position of the heart it's it's Ephesians chapter 2 it's 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 i've been raised up and seated with him in the heavenly places it's 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 living my life from that point of view and up high is a much different point of view than down low right so i say that i believe that as a believer in christ or as believers in jesus we we live with an advantage and 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 for our purposes this morning we live with, I'm going to call it the new creation advantage. <laughs> we, <laughs> we are new creations. The old is gone. The new has come. And because of that, we get to live with an advantage. I'll probably teach a little bit more today but we we live with this this new creation advantage and and that's actually what I want to approach this this passage from lamentations from this morning because i believe that if we look at this through the eyes of the new covenant if we look at this through the lens of the blood of jesus it's actually really really incredible and it's more than just a good christian happy birthday card or a bumper sticker right so so let's look at this this i love this lamentations 3 verse Let's start with 21. 21. Thank you, Logan. (laughs) This I recall to mind. I love this. This I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. (laughs) We, we, We probably could use a little more hope. The city could use a little bit more hope. The nation could use a little more hope. So therefore, this I call to mind. I remember, I call to mind. The Lord's, what do I call to mind? The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. For his compassions, or other translation says, his mercies never fail. They are new every morning. <laughs> They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Verse 24, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. It it says the Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. For indeed, his compassions or his mercies never fail. They are new every morning. So we said we walk by faith, not by sight. So, so we really, we live by what we believe, not necessarily what we see. Like, like, Practically, this week, I live by what I believe, not necessarily what I see. So if we're really honest, if we're really honest, and, and, and by show of hands, how many, we'll do this in a second, but by show of hands, how many have allowed circumstances, even just this week, to get the best of you, Right? You got angry. <laughs> you got angry for no reason, or maybe it was a reason, but you think about it, it probably wasn't a good reason to get angry, right? <laughs> you got mad and lost your cookies, if you will. <laughs> Something sent you into a, a tailspin and you got a little depressed, and I'm not downplaying that. I'm saying sometimes things we get depressed, Some. I wouldn't say everything's valid. I'm just saying some are really good reasons, but we let things eat our lunch sometimes. Or how many just failed? How, how, how many of us actually went back into a sin? How many of us went back into a sin and we've asked the Lord to deliver us time and time and time and time and time again? <laughs> Can I say something? I'm going to. And now this is not cheap grace, Okay. But can I say that it's okay? It's okay. His mercies are anew every day. I love that. Like, like that's the advantage we get to live with. That the Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease for his compassions or his mercies, they never fail. It's impossible for them to fail. They're new every morning. (laughs) Great is your faithfulness. Look at this, look at this. The Lord's loving kindness, loving kindness. The Lord's loyal love is what that means. His loyal love. That's not even the passion translation. (laughs) It's just worded like that. The Lord's loyal love, his devotion, his favor never cease, which means that he brings it to completion, but it's never fully complete because he never runs out. Right. So, good. So, so his loving kindness never is brought to completion because he never runs out. It's an inexhaustible supply, if you will. His loving kindness never ends. It never stops. It's like if you're settling accounts, right? Like if you're paying off a bill, you get the account settled means you're done. It means that his account is never settled because he's going to continue to demonstrate loving kindness. He's going to continue to demonstrate loving kindness. And guess what? He's going to continue to demonstrate loving kindness. Why? Because he's good. And it's the kindness of God that leads men under repentance anyway. (coughs) For his compassions, his mercies never fail. Compassion, it's, it's interchangeable, it means mercy. And I love this, by the way. <coughs> Compassion it means mercy, but not just mercy, it, 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 it means where it's coming from as well, this word, compassions. It means that it comes from his womb. Which would mean that it comes from the deepest part within his heart. That's that's in the Bible, whenever it says womb, it means the deepest part. And so his compassions come from the the the, the deepest part. That's why when the New Testament, and, and I'm really gonna paraphrase here, New Testament, it says Jesus was moved with compassion. That Greek word means he was gripped with compassion from his womb, from way deep down in here, which means that it, it's it's so deep within that he can't help not but do something about it. And so his compassions, this love, this mercy comes from way deep within his heart that he cannot even hold back there anew every single morning. Amen. Amen. <laughs> they never fail. That's what it says actually first. Which means fail means that they never finish. It just goes on and on and on like some of my sermons, but uh, you're not supposed to laugh. Maybe they, they never stop. They never get completed. It means that his mercies or his compassions never vanish. They, it's not like poof, they're gone, right? They're, no, they never vanish. They never wear out. We were talking about even just this thing this morning. We said it stripped, it wore out. And that's why it looks like a standing on stilts. His mercy never wears out. And, and that is the promise. So I'm going to like read the, the, by taking all the Hebrew, I'm going to like read my definition of those two verses. It, it, it's the MP translation. This is God's loyal love, God's loyal love. God's devotion and favor will never be brought to a point of completion because they will never end and those accounts will never be totally settled. And God's mercy that comes from his womb will never finish, stop or be gone or completed and will never vanish and will never wear out. Why? Because they're new every single morning. (laughs) I love that. New, it means that they're fresh every single day it means that they're fresh every single day. It's it's like how many of you got like maybe this is just me. I'm good at really two things in life. I, especially at the grocery at the grocery store, I'm really good at two things. I always pick the cart that has the broken wheel. <laughs> and I always buy the bananas that as soon as I get home, they spoil. It's the truth. It's like they look nice and I I, I even buy the greenest ones possible at the store. As soon as I get them home, it's like they're all brown and gross looking. I don't understand it. But they're new every single morning, which means it's like every single morning they're like fresh bananas. Every single morning, they're good. Every single morning, his grace or his mercy, his compassion, they are fresh every single day. So it's not stale, it's not wore out, it's actually the freshest of the freshest of the freshest. It's like walking back to the the person there at the grocery store saying, I know this is what's out, but you have something in the back that I can have that's even more fresh. And the Lord says, whatever's reserved, whatever is reserved and was not seen. That's what I'm going to give to you every single morning. That's the advantage that we live with. And, and I think this is extremely important because this promise even gets better, right? The better promise is that this is every morning as, 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 well, the morning means as the sun begins to rise. So every single day as the sun begins to rise, this mercy that he has for us, it's brand new that day. I just think it's absolutely incredible. Why is this so incredible? Like, it's one thing to think his mercies are new every day. Like, that's just really neat to say. Like, I just think, oh, that's so poetic and beautiful, right? But it's, it's so much more than just something neat to say. The truth is, the truth is, we were never supposed to carry yesterday into today. The truth is we were never supposed to carry yesterday into today. (laughs) So stinking good. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. You were not supposed to carry that into today. Why? Because his mercies are anew. So if you messed up yesterday, if you were a knucklehead. Now again, this isn't, I I actually think this causes me to live a, I don't want to say holier life, but I think this causes me to live a holier life. Because they're new every day, it gives me the, the, oh, English is so terrible, the inspiration. It gives me, the fascination with him that like you're doing for this for me every single day I'm not even going to be obsessed with the things I was obsessed with yesterday I'm just going to be obsessed with your face therefore the things that I struggled with yesterday they're going to become inconsequential because I, they're new every single day like it's not an excuse that's why when Paul says that, that, that that's why when Paul writes in the New Testament when he talks about grace should I go on and sin even more he says no well, why is he saying no? He's saying that I have the option to, but it doesn't matter anymore because this is really, really good. That's right. Come on. And so we were never meant to carry yesterday into today. So th- th- this is what this practically looks like. The thing, because his mercies are anew every morning, I got anxious yesterday. That anxiety I am not going to carry into today. That's not his will. That's, right. That's not his will. Well, what if I'm feeling that? I'll explain that here in just a minute. But that anxiety, that fear I had yesterday, that, that, and, and fear's funny, by the way, because sometimes, like, maybe it's just me, but sometimes fear comes on and, like, it'll come out of nowhere. It's a like, boom. And, like, I just automatically feel it come on and I get all stressed out. And then I get anxious because I feel fear. Fear of provision, fear of this, fear of... All these types of things. It just comes on just like that. I'm not supposed to carry that into today. So if you did last night, it's okay. (laughs) But today's a new day. (laughs) We weren't meant to carry doubt, and we were not meant to carry your mistakes. Or let's say this, you were not meant to carry your sins of yesterday into today. (laughs) It's just the truth, man. We're not meant to carry those things. Why? Because Jesus carried them straight to the cross. Yes. Yes. That's a lot better news than you guys responded. But, but we, he carried those straight to the cross. That's why, that's why 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. First time we talked that out, we said it's like when you when you when you have a kid and, and 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 you actually get date night and you have a babysitter. It's like here, take my kid, right? And here you go, and you hurry and run out the door before they change their mind. I mean, it's this violent casting and saying, I no longer want to associate with this, although I want to associate with my son, but I uh, no longer want to associate with this. I shouldn't say that, but 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 I'm going to associate with what he has for me, and I no longer. need need to carry these things because he carried them the problem is that we as followers of christ we try to carry the burdens that he carried once and for all which by the way if you're wrestling with sin you've been freed from sin you no longer are a sinner but you know what you are you no longer have a sin problem you have a sin habit you know what that is like, I'm free from it, but I have a habit. Like, we say stuff like it takes 21 days to break a habit, right? Yeah. You have a memory of something that you did every single day. It's not that you wrestle with it. You have the memory. You have your mind and your body has been wired for that. It's like when I, when I, when I first quit chewing tobacco. Let's just be honest, like, I won't hide that. I did that for 12 years when I was a kid. Don't do it. It's stupid, and you will pay the price. But when I first quit, for the first month, every single time I would eat my dinner, because what I'd do, I'd wake up, I'd brush my teeth, and I'd put something in. Or I would have dinner, and I'd put it in my mouth. That's just what I did. And after the, when I first quit, it was like, man, I would have my dinner, or I'd wake up, and I'd be like, I craved it. I was free from it, but I craved it, because it's a habit. You don't have a sin problem because your sin problem was nailed to the cross. That's why when he who the son makes free, it's free indeed, right? Or it's for freedom that he sets you free. Galatians 5.1. And so, so, so we don't wrestle with these things. No, I have this habit, which by the way is Romans 12.1 and 2, which says be <coughs> Let us offer then our bodies as living sacrifices, right? And be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. Habits are transformed when you allow your mind to get renewed. I think this may be one of the most important things the Lord's ever given me. (laughs) I love this. So, So right before it says... His compassions or mercies are anew every day. Verse 21, right before it, it says, this I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. I wake up yesterday, right? I wake up, yesterday was just a rotten day. (laughs) My coworker ate my lunch and I unloaded on him, (laughs) right? Or or my family member called and it just, mm, my blood boiled. I lost my patience with my kid and said something I shouldn't have said. Whatever it looks like. I returned to a habit, not a problem, but I returned to a habit that I had. See, that's a different way of looking at it, by the way, too. So every time I did that, I, I, I did that, but because his mercies are new every day, therefore, I'll call to mind, I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember that they're new today. I'm going to remember that I'm a new creation today. I'm going to remember that the things that I was bound by, I'm no longer bound by because he came to break that bind, right? Therefore, I have hope. I texted April this morning because it was so important. I texted, it was like she was really in bed because it was really early. But I texted her because I was so excited about it. My wife's been praying this, Lord, let me linger, let me linger, let me linger. And then I discovered that this word linger or this word hope, therefore I have hope, can be translated as linger or wait. So so anytime the Old Testament in particular says, "I'm going to wait on the Lord, it means I'm going to hope on the hope in the Lord, or I'm going to linger in the Lord, therefore I'm going to remember what He's done for me. See, you were not meant, to, again, you were not meant to carry yesterday into today. That's why in Isaiah chapter 43 it says, "Do not call the former things to mind or ponder the things of the past. Behold, I'm doing something new. What is he doing new? Mercy. Mercy. Will you not be aware of it? And so like, that's Old Testament. Well, great. Let's look at New Testament. That's why Paul in Philippians chapter three says this, brethren, which by the way, when it says brethren, it's not talking about men, brethren means those born of the same womb, we're born again. We're born of the womb of the Lord. But anyway, that's just free. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having a hold of it yet. It's like when we say we're not there yet, but we believe we're on the right road. <laughs> I don't have a hold of it yet, but I'm, I'm going the right direction. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and reaching forward to what lies ahead. <laughs> I actually think that's a really simplistic picture, by the way. If I'm in my bed and his mercies are anew every day, it's really easy to reach forward and reach up. But it's because there's a bed behind me, I can't reach back. Because I'm just going to jar my arms on the bed. But anyway. (laughs) It would be really awkward. Neighbor will be like, what are you doing? (sighs) I press on toward the goal. (laughs) I I reach toward what lies ahead and I press on toward the goal the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. But what about my mistakes, right? What about my sins? Let's just, let's not sugar. What about my sins? Everything that's wrong with me and everything that's wrong with you, Jesus already nailed it to the cross. Here he nailed it to the cross. He already paid the price for those things. You don't need to pay the price for it anymore. Now, in the flesh, there's consequences. We get that. But let's just, whatever, you understand. He already paid the price for that. And because of his loving kindness and because of his compassions or because of his mercy, because they're new every single day, We don't have to carry those mistakes forward. You don't have to carry it. Like, people's past sins, let's be honest, like, like you have enough faith, people in this room say, you're born again. You have enough faith that you're gonna spend eternity in heaven, but most of us in this room have one or two issues that you have felt guilt for the last 10 or 20 years, that you don't have enough faith to believe that he can forgive you for that. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it eats you alive. It eats you alive. It eats you alive. It eats you alive. And I'm saying he already paid for that. So why do you try to pay for something you never could pay for anyway? It's like trying to write a check for something you can't afford. You can't afford to pay for it. Let him do it. Move on. Can I say this? The Lord, he sees what each one of us are missing. Let me, let, me, let me try and explain this. He sees what you're missing. When you repent, when you repent, which repent doesn't mean to show remorse or to feel guilt. Repent means to change the way you think. And he doesn't want you to repent to go backwards. He wants you to repent to move forward. And so, so if you repent to move forward, then I'm not going to ponder the things of the past, because I'm moving forward toward the goal that is found in Christ Jesus, okay? His desire is to make us more like him. That's what we are called to do, right? I mean, he created man in his image, he desires, which we bear the image of the Lord. He, he wants the glory or the knowledge of the glory of the Lord to cover the waters as the, as, as he wants the knowledge of the glory of the Lord to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Well, how does the knowledge of the glory of the Lord do that? We bear that glory in our day-to-day life. We live this stuff out. And because his mercies are new every single day. And so the Lord, he sees what you're missing. I guarantee, if I went back around the room, and, and I don't do this, but if I went around the room and said, where are you deficient? I guarantee you're going to be able to know what that deficiency is in. And guess what? The Lord, his job is to make you more like Jesus, right? This is Philippians one six. Paul says, I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. So it's the Lord's responsibility to perfect it in you, which means the thing that you're missing, the thing that you're missing, he wants to begin to build up inside of you. So practically, what does that look like? I don't have peace. Well, guess what? He wants to be like, put peace in that part of your life that has no peace. That's what he desires to do. It's, it's, it's like this. The Lord, I, I actually believe this, and, 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 and you can disagree with me with you, want. I just happen to think I'm right, okay? <laughs> but the Lord, he desires, I, I actually, because, and I, can, I think I can prove this, Because he actually doesn't see your sins. Because your sins have been washed white as snow. And he says, I, even I, who blots out your transgressions, remembers them no more. And he says that he cast your sins as far as the east is from the west, right? And we'll look at another verse here in just a moment, what he looks at you at. But, But I believe this, that the Lord isn't wanting. I I actually believe this, that if you're struggling with sin, I believe that if you're covered by the blood of Jesus, that he doesn't see that because you don't have a sin problem. You have a sin habit. And actually what the Lord sees is someone that has the potential to become more righteous than you were yesterday because he wants you to be the righteousness of Christ, right? Right, It's what we've been talking about. He who knew no sin became sin so that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Lord desires to make you more righteous. That's part of his mercies being new every single morning. I know it's a lot. It's a lot. Again, well, what about my sin nature? That was killed on the cross. When you went under the water, <laughs> some of you were held under longer than others. Or <laughs> some of you should have been held under longer. <clears throat> See, that's the thing, by the way. We, we think this. We think the Lord desires to make a better version of you. Like, like, we teach that in the church. Can I say how much I disagree with that? The Lord... Let's, let's just be a little comical here for a second. I think when, when there was the sin problem, when Adam and Eve ate of the tree, again, this is for an illustration, okay? But when Adam and Eve ate of the tree, they are like, well, we got to fix this problem. And they're like, well, this, this is so bad, we can't make a better version of them. So we're just going to have to kill them and make a brand new version of them. Because that's what baptism rec- represents, right? You went under the waters, you're dead, you've been crucified with Christ, and you come up and you're raised with him. The life that I now live, I don't live in the flesh, but I actually live by his spirit. That's Galatians 2.20. 2 and so what I believe... <laughs> He doesn't desire to improve you. He desires you to 1 Corinthians 15 31 to die daily so that he can raise you up because what's actually living is no longer you, it's Christ who is in you. Does that make sense? So his mercies are new every single day. You have a sin nature, you have a sin habit. So when you experience conviction, what's that? Because sometimes I, I, you could be in a message and you get convicted by what's taught. Or sometimes you could even just be sitting there and get convicted, in a worship service, or you could be driving in the car and like, "Ugh, something comes over you, you get convicted. Well, what's conviction? Conviction is the Holy Spirit going.." Beep. But you know when he puts his finger on it, it's not to make you feel guilty. It's actually him saying this is where your next miracle or breakthrough is coming. Right. Amen. It's right here. It's right here. This thing that you've wrestled with for a long time, guess what? I'm going to do something really incredible in that. So good. This anger you felt for a really long time, you're about to get set so stinking free. This lust that you've been wrestling with, yeah, man, this lust you've been wrestling with, you're about to get so free of it. This, this wounded Mary, I'm, I'm going to put my finger on this marriage. I'm going to bring healing to this marriage, right? This greed that you have, this part where you feel like you're going to spin, 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 and blow everything to, to fill this hole. I'm going to put my finger on that. I'm going to bring healing to that. And instead of stuff that you're obsessed with, you're going to get obsessed with my face. And as you draw near to me, I'm going to draw near to you. It's when he puts his finger on something, it's because he wants to do a miracle in that very thing. And, and I really do think it's miraculous. I think conviction is miraculous if we receive it. Now, now we have the uh, option to get offended by it. Like, who are you? Well, first of all, he's the creator of the universe, right? <laughs> but, but like, I you can you well, we sing like songs like you can have it all, Lord, every part of me. What we really mean is you can have all the really easy stuff, but not that. And guess what? Before the Lord can use you, guess what? He wants to always deal with that. <laughs> But that's part of the mercy, being new every day. But if I'm dead, <laughs> I don't have to carry that into tomorrow. So it's like this. So, 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 so I'm a new creation, and he begins to expose and highlight and shine on things. And, and, and I wake up, and, and I go through that day, and he deals with that today. But guess what? Tomorrow I don't have to deal with that, because <laughs> it's gone, some of us, we've had that, and then we're like, oh, God, forgive me. Well, he did. Move on. on. He, he's actually turned the channel. That's right. That's <laughs> he has. Some, he's turned the channel, but we've like hit the DVR, and we're like, I'm going to watch it again, and again, and again, and again. And I'm saying, it's time to move on. on. <laughs> now, some things are painful, and they hurt. I'm not talking about that. Not talking about those things, some things we want to run. I get that. I'm saying there's some stuff that we wrestle with that we just need to say, I'm done because his mercies are new today and I'm not bringing that with me. Like we <laughs> we, 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 go through life carrying luggage or baggage, right? I mean, we say stuff like, I, I just, that, that, like I, I have lots of baggage. I, me personally, I have lots of baggage and we think it's our job to carry the baggage. Well, if we cast that, To him because he cares. Guess what Jesus wants to do with that baggage? He doesn't just want to carry it around forever. He actually wants to begin to unpack it. And as he unpacks it, he puts things away. And he brings freedom to us if we would allow him. That was good. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Thank you. See, that's what grace is. That's what grace is. Like grace is not an easy get out of jail free monopoly card. It's not that. Grace is the supernatural power of God to say, I found you right here, but I love you so much. I'm not going to leave you there. (coughs) That's what it is. Grace enables you to become the person that God sees. Not what you see. (coughs) I looked in the mirror this morning and I'm like, man, I got a few more bags under my eyes today <coughs> or I got a, a few more gray hair right here that's why I keep it short on the side <laughs> April's like hallelujah I like that gray hair <laughs> we look at the person that we see in the mirror and you know what we see we see the things that we don't like the things that are already dead The things that he already paid a price for. We look at that very thing. And I want to learn. I want to learn to look at that face in the mirror and to say he paid a price for that face. I want to look at that face in the mirror and say he saw potential and destiny in that face. I want to look in that face in the mirror and go, Jesus sure looks good inside of you. I mean, it sounds silly, but I want to look at that and say, you actually, you actually, I'm like Gideon. I'm looking at this face, and you put me on like a glove. That's what he says he did to Gideon, by the way. The Holy Spirit came upon Gideon, and it says he put Gideon on like a glove. I love that. And so, which meant that the Lord moved in Gideon. I'm thinking of like doctors, like... With the gloves. But anyway, he, he put his hand inside a gideon and he, and he put him on like this glove, which meant that it's not the glove that controls the hand, but it's the hand that controls the glove. And I, I want to look at that and see that. That's what grace is. And it's new every single day. Which so means you don't have to walk with it anymore. Like what would it look like, I I was asking myself this, what would it look like if we as believers just got this very thing, it's new today, I'm moving forward, I I didn't do as well as I should have yesterday, but thank God for grace and thank God for his mercy and I'm going to move forward and I'm not going to be stuck where I was yesterday. Like we put the e-brake on and we get stuck in the mud and the Lord has no desire for that. When the Lord Lord looks at you, he sees who you can be. I've proved it. I've actually spoke this out like just during ministry time, but 1 Timothy 2, 5 and 6 says this. It says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. There's one God and one mediator. Mediator, you've heard me say this, mediator means lens. There's one God and one lens. And that one lens is between God and man, which means this, simplistically, when I look through that lens, which is the blood of Jesus. what 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 does the Father look like? I view him through the lens of Jesus. Hebrews says that he was the exact representation of the Father. But when the Father looks at me, it's through the mediator, Christ Jesus. And so the lens that the Father looks at me it's this blood of Christ Jesus. And so when he sees me, he doesn't see me. He sees who I am with Christ in me, the hope of glory. And when he sees who I am with Christ in me, the hope of glory, he sees who I am becoming. Who, I am, who am I becoming? I'm becoming more like him. I'm becoming Holy. I am holy and I'm becoming holy, right? I am righteous because that's what the word says and I'm becoming more righteous. That's what it says. And so when he looks at me, he lo- doesn't look and say, I really like that Michael. I died for him, but he sure is a knucklehead and he did this, this, and this, and this, and this. There's a whole laundry list of just junk that he did. He doesn't see that. He says, oh, he's forgiven. All oh, my mercies are new for him every single day. Oh, I sure like the way I—I I sure like the way my son looks living inside of him. <laughs> Amen. He sees who you're becoming, and if he sees this is this is what I want to leave you with this morning, if he sees who I'm becoming, or if he sees who you're becoming, what would it look like for us to begin to see who we're becoming? Because if his mercies are new every day and every day I get a new beginning, because that's really what it is. Every day you get a fresh start. That's the advantage. Fresh start. If every day I get a fresh start, then why am I looking at something that happened so long ago? Because that no longer defines me. Look, your past sins do not define you. What Jesus did on the cross is what defines you. Well, that's really good. That's the truth. What he did is what defines you. And let me even say it like this. What I believe about what he did defines me. Now, did he complete everything that he set out to do when he died on the cross? Because either he did or he didn't. And if he did, which I think he did, if he did, then my job is to live and believe into that and just believe it. Well, I did this. That's okay. Thank you that your mercies are new today. Well, I did this yesterday. It's okay. Your mercy's new. Your mercy's new. And again, this is not an excuse to live a sinful life. It's not. Because I I just think it's like, you're willing to do this for me? Like, like, you're willing to do this for me? Like, I don't, I, I don't even. I, careful with this. I don't even need rules. Any, I, I, I just, I just don't want to do anything to displease you. Yeah. Come on. I don't need someone to tell me what's right and wrong. I'm just, I just, I know intrinsically what's right and wrong, and I'm just going to follow you. So I'm just going to follow you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace, right? So really quick, what's the best way to walk in this new mercies every single day? Like you guys are gonna go, get so tired of hearing this. Get alone with God. Come on. <laughs> you're either gonna get alone with God or you're gonna get crowded by the devil and his minions. Or let me say, you're going to get alone with God and you're going to have a party with the enemy. And he's going to invite all his buddies. And they're really loud and obnoxious and they're pointing out everything that's wrong with you. And the Lord is pointing out everything that he sees right in you. Now again, Jesus paid for everything that we wrestle with. He did. He paid for my sin. He paid for my guilt. He paid for my shame. And so the Father wants to grow us up into more righteousness to look like his son. Okay? So, so if you're here, well, you did this, you did that. Well, okay, whatever. Get behind me, Satan. I'm going to move forward. And it's so practical. Get along with the Lord. Talk to him. And I promise you, if you don't do it very much, if you don't do it, sometimes you're gonna feel, feel really. I mean, I mean, let's seriously, if, if you didn't believe in God. If you did not believe in God and you talked out loud in a room when no one else is in there, you're going to think you're crazy. <laughs> but what if he really is real and what if he really is there? Then you're not crazy. <laughs> How do you receive new mercies? Get in the word of God. And and not like, I guess, this is not a collection of 66 separate books with a bunch of words on a paper. This is the face of Jesus. And so when I get in here, you know what I read? I read what he thinks about me. I read what he feels about me. I I read what, what my potential and my destiny is. And if I'm not living that out, well, Jesus, I thank you that you're gonna help me grow into that every single day, incrementally, You're going to help me grow into that very thing because that's your nature. You want me to be like you. You want me to be like you. Well, I got convinced. I'm not there yet, brother. That's okay. As long as you're more like him today than you were yesterday. And tomorrow, you should be more like him than you are today. Do what that Lamentations 321 did. Recall to mind. Recall to mind that I get a fresh start today. That doesn't define me. That's gone. I'm moving forward, and I know. Like some of you are like, that horse is dead, brother, and some of you are like, you're really getting this. I'm saying, let's move forward. Let's really, really move forward. Let's, let's let him unpack my baggage. Like if you saw, By the way, I, I, as, I, as I said, like Jesus just wants to unpack my baggage. None of y'all, other than April, has seen how I pack my baggage. It's not funny, or it's not fun. April, when she travels, she folds everything nice and neat, and it's perfect. It, it looks like, it looks the way you would expect it to look. You know what my baggage looks like? And like, give me a clothes hamper and I'm gonna cram everything in that. Because I'm gonna iron it anyway when I get there. <laughs> it's a mess. Or if I have a suitcase with me and I open it up, I open it up and I run. <laughs> I run because it's <laughs> it's like a jack in a box. It's a mess. And the Lord doesn't care how messy it is, he just wants to bring order to it. stop carrying yesterday into today he died for yesterday he died for today he died for tomorrow but i think it's a picture i like guess he died for yesterday and he's standing out there saying that's where you are today would you come closer to me because you're going to be closer to me tomorrow and then begin to receive and walk in those new mercies. Receive and walk in those new mercies. And and that's really practical. Do not walk in condemnation or guilt or shame. That's not of God. So if you're feeling guilty for something, stop. (laughs) Stop. It's not your fault. Now, Practically, it may be your fault, but he paid for that. He was crucified for it. Why do you keep crucifying yourself for that? Why do you keep crucifying him over and over and over? His blood was poured out once and for all. Now, I realize this opens up all kinds of other things, and I'm not going to even address those today. I'm just talking about receiving what he's done every single day. Every single day. So I tell you, change the face of the planet. Change the face of the planet. Cruel for him to just say, stay there. But he's not cruel. He's good. Amen. So, last thought, and then I'm going to pray. But what would it look like if you woke up and you said, I thank you that I'm starting today with an advantage? What's that advantage? Your mercy is new today. I'm not operating from last year's mercy. I'm not even operating from yesterday's mercy. I'm operating from brand new mercy today. It's never been opened by anyone else, right? This is mercy for me.. <laughs> like, like, like it's- Thanks for listening to this week's message. The goal of River City Hope Church is to provide as many resources as we can for free. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to HopeForRiverCity.com. Again, that's Hope, the number four, RiverCity.com.